Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. A uh, few of the early birds here, <coughs> as always. Good morning, Kumi. Kevin's all the way from Florida. <laughs> good to see you, mate. Friedrich. Oh, that's good. Hope you got a good coffee, mate. Getting uh, getting the black gold into the gullet. Allison, Luke, and Deb. Good to see you, folks. Thanks for joining me and another wonderful morning. Thankful Thursday, terrific Tuesday, wonderful Wednesday. No, thankful Thursday. There you go. There you go. Thought we might talk about uh, what's going on with the old interest rates this morning and um, what that might mean for us all as we sort of sit around and ponder our navel. Well, we shouldn't be sitting around. Let me tell you that. That's probably the conversation for today. Uh, But uh, good morning, Sonny. Joe is there as well. David, morning to you. Thanks for joining, team. Uh, Good to see you. So, what is going on out there in the world of uh, investing when it comes to our interest rates, team? You know, the other day, unless you're living under a rock, well, some people aren't that interested in this stuff, but you and I are. Uh, you know, the RBA, the RBA put the interest rates on hold, which was uh, which is pretty interesting. And uh, I'm a big fan of uh, big fan of that. That is for sure. The cost of uh, what we all are doing right now, the biggest cost to our investing, the biggest cost to our um, our portfolio, certainly in the first sort of, let's call it, the first 20 years of what we get up to, the, maybe the first 25 years, is the cost of our interest. And uh, we all are um, at the whim of the RBA and whim of the lenders that we borrow money from. And uh, what is what does that mean for us right now? Uh, we are now on. We're now on. Let's have a look at this. We're now on three or the third month in a row where the rate is paused. Uh, paused. And the cash, you know, the cash rate <coughs> um, or the interest rates uh, have paused, right? So, you know, four-ish, um, uh, 4%. And your interest rates, depending on, you know, what you're what you're buying and and whatever, call it sort of six point five ish. All right, maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less, but depending on what's going on for us out there in the world of property investing. So, what does that mean? What does that mean? We've had twelve uh, cash rate rises in a row, and then pretty subsequently, pretty fast after the rate rises, they have been passed on. Uh, on into our mortgages, most of us, unless we've got a fixed rate, um, then uh, that's the case, right? So this month, a significant amount of fixed rate mortgages are coming off, and and consequently, after the next, after these, after this month, and a few more months, there's a few, um, a few mortgages coming off their fixed rates, going on to variable rates. The bank or the RBA is pausing the uh, inflation has stopped going up, looks like it's coming down a little. It's a little bit high, but everyone's going to sort of, oh, that's it. We're going to pause right now and we're going to see what happens. Now, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what that means to us and some things we probably need to do as investors or understand what could be around the corner um, as investors. Right, so let's, let's, let's break this down a little. 
2023. Let's call that 24 because my noggin's in the in the way there. And let's call this over here uh, 2025. All right. Move that up a little. Right. So let's do a little quick snapshot in history where we were uh, and where this thing is headed. Because for many of us, we've got to make sure we don't um, miss this next piece of momentum coming for the market, folks. 21, we had some pretty good growth and uh, in the world of property. So let's just let's just do it like this. Let's do, we had growth from 21 to mid-22 uh, in interest rates. Um, by all accounts, let's say we're either we're, we're coming down or they went flat. Okay, so they went, they came down, or cash rates came down to the lowest in memorable history, um, even from lows, even from cheap interest rates prior to that, and that fueled some growth for us all. Right, so this was the interest rates, and this was our growth over here. Everyone was happy with that. Everyone had, um, if you owned a bit of real estate. You're pretty happy you got some growth, right? What happened um, from 22 to pretty well uh, now is we've had the fastest, the fastest interest rate rises. We had 12 consecutive interest rate rises in a row to mid 23, folks. Mid 23, uh, and um, uh, understandably, that paused the market. The market growth momentum doesn't necessarily mean values, by the way, folks, and this is where a lot of people get confused. The rate, the growth rate doesn't, and if the growth rate is either dropping, um, you know, it doesn't mean your values go backwards, and uh, that's another that's another conversation. But anyway, let's just talk about this. Growth went down. Um, growth rates went down. Confidence got uh, uh, got understandably a bit battered from the marketplace. Uh, however, what underwrote that was something in a minute. And we've seen, we have seen, we've seen growth or momentum, upwards momentum, rejoin the marketplace, folks. Upwards momentum rejoined the marketplace. This was kind of the top of the market. It popped down a little bit. Now, none of these charts, none of my charts are in uh, perspective this is just for demonstration purposes right so interest rates up high highest we've seen in a long time you know in the sixes um you know coming from twos to sixes that's a pretty big jump right that's that's uh pretty pretty gnarly right however you know the property prices didn't collapse um you know things are still going our way as investors because uh our rents because in COVID, our rents went down by and large, went flat, and then they went up, and they've they've continued, they've continued to go up to this day, which is great offsetting. And if you've got on top of that, you've been able to offset some of your rent. So where are we? Where are we right now? What is going on right here? Um, what is something that uh, we need to pay attention to right now? Put it in the chat if there's something you think. Um, we need to understand. There's a couple of things we need to understand from sort of now into this section down here. And this is the section to keep an eye on. Uh, 
late 23 and into 25 and beyond. Folks, what's going to happen down here? All right. So uh, are interest rates going to go up another 12%? The answer is no. The answer is no. Interest rates are not going up um, another 12%, right? So they may pop up a smidgen, but what will happen, it will go flat. And everybody, everybody who's uh, smart is at some point between mid-24 and maybe early 25, we will see interest rates drop 1%. Interest rates will drop 1%, folks. That's after, uh, like Tim says there, inflation and supply and other things are reduced or under control. So we've got interest rates are going to drop. Interest rates are going to go down. Uh, what's going to happen with our rents? Well, folks, that is a function of this other thing that we've got going on, which uh, was even worse before we started COVID. Uh, but supply, our construction supply has tanked. It is at almost all-time lows, folks, all-time lows. Let's have, let's have a quick look, look at this. I'll show you something. Have a look at this, this little chart for, and I got it for Melbourne, uh, I haven't got everything, but this is a chart of um, apartment supply because the apartments are the easy ones to look at. Have a look at right now, 2023, have a look at the launch. This is the number of properties, the number of apartments, not not projects, but total apartments launched. Do, do some math on that for me, somebody. We go from a high in 2014-15, right, of let's say, um, twenty thousand, and we're now down to a thousand. What's the what's the decrease? What's the percentage decrease? What's the percentage decrease in supply? Like, do some math on that. I maybe I should try and try and do that on my calculator, right? Um, check it out. All right, an absolute disaster. I, like I've said this for so long, lots and lots, Tim. <laughs> now the. It's the same everywhere, folks. It's the same everywhere. There's a few places that have got a bit better supply. Um, Melbourne's the worst because of um, dictator Dan's lockdown. Um, but the story's the same everywhere, folks. The supply is disastrously low. So um, what does that mean for us up here? This supply is not going to recover. It's going to stay low. And um, it's going to be a disaster for at least, there you go, 99.5% decrease. That's fucking, in, like, seriously, it's ludicrous, folks. It's ludicrous. That number, the, that's the one ring to rule them all, folks. I'm like, do not miss this, all right? Now, there's a few things you've got to understand. You've got a few things you've got to understand about this stuff as we go along. So interest rates are going to go down. Supply is not going to go up in any meaningful way, any meaningful way. And I'll show you some stats a bit later on. Some people are trying to sort of talk it up a little bit, um, but it's still bullshit, right? So rents will continue. And, yes, um, Brendan, I think rents will continue to grow. Uh, we're seeing... Um, we're seeing, Brendan, the return to the cities from those regionals. Um, 
Now, it's not major. It's not like, oh, it's a disaster. Everyone's abandoning those places. But the pressure in the regionals has is backed right off, and the pressure is now in the cities, especially with immigration uh, and students returning to the country, okay? And jobs. Brendan, like, there's jobs everywhere in the city, not so much in the regionals in comparison, depending on the size of the regional, all right? So we've got supply in all terms, disastrously down, disastrously down. Rental supply is down. Construction supply is down. Turnover of homes, like people selling their homes normally, down, right? Disaster, disaster. Uh, Capital growth is flat. It's kicked off a little bit, but it's restrained. It's restrained by uh, interest rates, okay? Now, what happens, folks, tell me in the in the in the chat here, if you want to play along, what happens when the cost of money reduces uh, and and the demand's built up? 1% reduction in interest equals approximately, approximately $100,000 more. Now, listen to me. $100,000 more in the ability to borrow. Okay, so if someone's trying to sell something right now for eight hundred k, right? But old mate can only borrow seven hundred. He's out of the market. All right, he's out of the market. But if interest rates go down, he can now afford eight hundred. He will pay eight hundred. Okay, supply and demand. It's on the supply side. Yep, dead right. Capital growth, Tim. So interest rates go down, values will go up because people will borrow to their maximum. Always have done. Always will do till the end of time. All right, don't argue with me with, with that. Like like I've done 10,000 plus loans for people in all sorts of ways, shapes and, and forms and people aren't coming to me going, oh, you know what, just just lend me 100 grand. All right, they're saying, look, what can I borrow? I'm going to max out. Now, you've got to do that safely, by the way, but that's what happens. Uh, rents will go up as well. I think rents are going to, uh, are going to start to slow down, folks, because rents... Um, uh, rents are what people can afford to pay, okay? And we're starting to see some stretch on that. We're starting to see some resistance on that. People are downsizing their lifestyles, okay, um, as we go um, and uh, away we go. So what's the future hold right now? The future holds growth, folks, uh, and it's growth uh, that's going to be kicking off in, let's say, early 24, mid 24, right? What does that mean for us right now? Well, we need to understand a few things. Let me go through this, right? Now, there's a little bit as a percentage of investors um, as a proportion of the listings selling um, selling some of their properties. Investors, I call them good time Charlies. I wouldn't call them investors. Those people who are selling their investments, they shouldn't probably shouldn't have bought them in the bloody first place. But anyway, why is this a misleading statistic? Well, the proportion of listings, and I, I couldn't find my chart. Um, I didn't have time this morning. But the number of listings uh, online for sale is at an all-time low. So we're down at all-time lows anyway. So And the proportion of listings um, is up um, a few percent, uh, 7% in comparison to the previous few years when it comes to investors why because interest rates are up they haven't put up their they haven't put up their rents 
and they don't know how to manage their cash flow. Not a big deal. Um, that will not make any material difference to the future. All right, we're seeing here the turn, the early signs of this going our way, all right, which is the marketplace um, paying a little bit more than asking price compared to less than asking price. The less than asking price going down, and just a smidge popping up, all right, when it comes to these bits and pieces. Another thing that's going to happen, here's what no one's talking about um, in my world, your world. We have got a quite a large problem when it comes to the world of office towers, uh, vacancy problems with uh, rents and office towers, right? Now, tell me, anyone uh, listening in today, Charter Hall, which is a large office fund, like publicly listed, um, is now putting in now putting in uh, limits to redemptions. Now, redemption is I I want to sell my shares in in that office fund. Okay, I want to sell my shares in that office fund. What is why is that? And um, uh, why is that important and something to think about as property investors? Put it in the chat if you think you know what it is. Uh, and I'm running out of time today, so I'll tell you straight up anyway. Um, because when uh, when investors redeem or take their money out of things, um, yeah, that's right, Tim, people love working from home at the moment. Um, uh, it's here to stay. It's going to reshape uh, the world of working. I think it's a fantastic idea. I personally, I think... I, I re, it really really annoys me. Offices are a waste of money and time. To be honest, nine times out of ten, if you don't use them properly. But anyway, that's another another chat. Um, people are going to redeem money out of these funds, folks, and that money is going to come into their pocket. And what are they going to do with it? They're going to put it into safe places. And where are safe places? Cash is rubbish. Cash is trash. You guys know this. Uh, so what uh, what probably will happen is they'll buy some bonds. It's usually a defensive strategy. And what's the next most safe? That's probably not very good English. Uh, what's the next safest investment people like to do when they go away from something that's a bit more volatile? So commercial is going to be a bit volatile for a while. Where are they going to park their money, folks? Where do they park their cash when they're looking for a safe home? Where do they park it? They park it in residential real estate, Okay. Yeah, real estate. That's right, team. And more importantly, residential real estate, often. So we're going to have some medium. The, the large institutional investors won't come playing around in, in that market. But what's going to happen is, you know, those, you know, uh, wealthy super funds, um, wealthy individuals, you know, people, you know, taking a million dollars out of Charter Hall's thing and they're going to have to put it somewhere. They're going to come shopping, folks. So not only are we at the lowest supply we've ever seen, like, and ever, right, which is not going to recover for a long time, interest rates are going to drop and the average Aussie who hasn't been able to buy for a while is going to be in the money, go shopping. You and I are investors, are, you know, looking around. Uh, we've got the largest population, single population increase over a period of time we've had in decades, if not ever, a million people have entered the country, you know, um, over about an 18 or 19-month period and going to continue. Uh, and then we've got now institutional investors coming out of the marketplace because, you know, the commercial world's having a problem and uh, they're going to enter the market 
and buy some residential real estate and some other things, folks, all right, um, as, as we go. And um, so this supply thing, well down. This is approvals, all right? So now approvals are misleading. Um, commencements are the better ones. Now we've had some approvals, and you can see down here this drop in approvals um, um, in, our, um, in our stats here. Uh, and also now we've got like 26 million people, and when you look over here at different times, right, you know, we, we had, you know, 20 million people, right? So as a ratio, and this is where everyone goes, oh, the stats aren't accurate. Well, as a ratio of, of bodies, peoples in this country compared to approvals and or dwelling starts, it's at all-time lows, okay, all-time lows. Um, so when we talk about this stuff, uh, approvals, they're not getting through to commencements, folks. So commencements, that, that's where this is. Um, this is the, the apartment supply, um, commencements and completions when it comes to these, these charts. Now, somewhere in there, we've got to understand that uh, the developer and the banks need to, uh, what do they need to launch these projects? They need to be able to sell them for a profit, right? So this is the big question with supply right now, all right? And if we've got this kind of line, let's call this kind of, let's call this, this, this section 2023. Now, projects that were kind of launched in 21 and 22, they were priced in a certain way, okay? And they're kind of landing. There's a bunch of projects kind of landing in, in mid-23, mid like in this sort of section. Now, the new projects priced in 2023, and they're going to land out in 24 and 25, all right? Um, and new houses, new, new developments, all that sort of jazz, all right? So... The the hidden value here not only is the the general person going to be able to afford to borrow a mil, uh, uh, another hundred thousand dollars more, um, you know, uh, the supplies down. They're gonna they're gonna start buying when they can. Then they'll pay more. They always do. The new supply coming through the old supply. We did this the other day, team, and uh, this is sort of eight thousand to nine thousand a square meter right? Um, this is kind of the old supply coming through. Uh, and, and now, guess uh, as a per square meter rate, what's the going rate, let's say, for apartments um, and townhouses in pretty well every city around Australia, major city around Australia. And I think I, I, I showed you guys this the other day, right? The going rate right now, this is the new pricing coming out. This is, this is the new pricing so this will be the new value. This is the future. This is where we, we are, right? You cannot build. Yep, that's it, Tim. You cannot build. You can't buy the land. You can't get the materials. You can't get the labor to build any townhouses, apartments, and or houses for prices that were uh, 21, 22, and yeah, you can't. It's not going to happen team so the new world the new value is already upon us right um and the problem with value is and uh those nitwits they look backwards and they've got no idea um uh, of what true value means and they don't really give a shit that you know 
whatever they value the property at, no one could build it for um, or the developer wouldn't make a profit. And then they're like, oh, no, that's the value. That's bullshit. That's not the value. That's rubbish. <laughs> anyway, that's another conversation. Anyway, what's the future hold, team? Well, not only will the future investor have $100,000 more buying power, the new supply is going to be anywhere between 20 and 30% up on the past supply. Let that land. Let that land, folks. What does that mean for you and me? Well, that means there's some bargains around at the moment. There's some bargains around at the moment that keep an eye on, right? Um, and the future uh, is going to reset some of the market value. Now, does it mean those future properties aren't worth buying? No. No, absolutely not. That's the new market value. That's the new market situation. You know, there might be a, a window right now where there's some un, uh, underappreciated value that you and I could take advantage of. But as a property investor, you know, I'm still going to buy properties at 12, 14,000 a square meter in the future. It is what it is. You know, you don't go, oh, back in the day when I could buy them for 6,000 a square meter, that's it. I'm never buying anything again. No, that's rubbish. All right. But look around and see, there might be some opportunity. But also, the future holds value, folks. We're sitting uh, in this kind of calm before the storm. So I reckon we might have, I don't know, five, six months of calm, probably get to the other side of Christmas and then, you know, see what happens. And it's an ideal, an absolute ideal time to buy certain types of properties right now, folks. Uh, like I say it all the time, I sound like a broken record. But if you're in the market, you should be purchasing because uh, – I ain't going to get any cheaper, team. I ain't going to get any cheaper. Anyway, there you go. Those who are hanging around waiting for the market to collapse, you know, I've told you this a thousand times. That doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, I've done this for 20 years. I've never seen a market collapse and everyone, oh, it's 50% cheaper. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. In Australia, that doesn't happen. Other countries, they've got some weird structural issues. Uh, but Australia, at this moment, that's fine. Anyway, well over time today, well over time today. Anyway, there you go. Thanks for hanging around. Hopefully that made sense. Um, interest rates uh, paused. Even if they go up another, like, you know, another 0.25 or a bit, you know, 0.1 or something like that, folks, that's not going to affect anything. Any little interest rate rises from here are irrelevant because they're not going to go up five more times. It's not going to happen. It might go up a little bit and then it's going to come down. That's the future that we're looking at. You're not looking at week to week, month to month. That's that's a dumb way to look at anything. Got to have a long-term vision. Anyway, stop talking, Jason. You've gone over time. Let these people go. All right, folks, that's it. Done and dusted. Thanks for joining me. Join me tomorrow. You guys know the drill. Around about 10 past 8. Take care, folks. Bye for now. 